let's do this. Ah, fuck yes. Welcome to After the Hype. I'm your host is always Brian Russell. As always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Boop. Samantha Garrison. Hello. Emily Blake. Hi. And Chewy Darso. Hi. Oh my god. We're all same We're full fucking house today. Yeah. Full house. We're all actually here. Woohoo! I'm actually a CG. so much. <laughs> Sam and Chewy have not been on an episode together since we've had our baby. Yeah. They are they are not the same person. We're just finding nope. out. Yeah, no. yeah. Turns out that's true. Um <laughs> <laughs> Special guest this week. We're doing uh, a Christmas episode, so we figured we should talk to somebody who knows their shit about Christmas, and who would know better than somebody who's made I don't know how many Christmas movies, Mr. Brian oh Nolan. God. I, I, can't, I haven't counted yeah. yet, but I, we were, me and she were talking about yeah. that as we were walking up. I was like, you know what? I, you know, I don't know the exact Christmas count yet, but uh, I need to check on it. So It's a lot. I'm but assuming. you just celebrated making 50 movies with one production company, right? I have, yeah. That's 50 so movies? Well That's Christmas. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank That's you very really much. Good. I'm excited to be here, by the way. I'm a fan, yeah. so oh. thank you guys for inviting me to be here. Yeah, we uh, a long time ago, we're like, we need to figure an episode we can have Brian on, and then we just never figured out what episode that was, and then this is just, could not be more your wheelhouse. Perfect. I've just we been even have a movie that you've you produced. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there, there is on there, so I gotta be careful about what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, about all of these. You don't you know, yourself. Like, it's so small in that world, too, so it's like, you don't know who knows who and the what sure. and the how, and be like, everything's great, all these movies are fantastic. Yeah. We do th- was it true that every one of these movies was produced by Mar Vista? I think so. There's one that I forgot to check. I know four out of five were, though. Marvista never paid my friend Brian for a movie that he wrote, Aww. so fuck Marvista right now. He, they owe him thousands of dollars, and it's Bummer. been three years. I don't work for Marvista, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug up front? Is there something coming on TV right now? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we did six Christmas movies this year. Um, wow, and our last holy, one holy is uh, uh, Christmas Made to Order, which will air next uh, Sunday, the 23rd of December on Hallmark. Okay. Nice. So Hallmark that would have actually, when this episode comes out, would have aired two days ago. Because this is oh. coming out Christmas Day. Oh, copy so, that. You can so watch it now. You Y'all better have watched. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a couple of other ones from previous years, from this year. We have a couple of running on Lifetime and a couple on Hallmark as well. So Perfect. check them out. Yeah. Uh, let's do a quick uh, where have you been doing. I can go first. I've been playing Far Cry 5, and it's been awesome. And that's all I'm going to say on it. John, what about you? I've been playing uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, and uh, you know I like Metroidvanias, and it's been fun. That's all I'll say about that. Perfect. Sam? I watched the Nailed It holiday season. And it was wonderful. I love Nicole Byer. I love Nailed It. I love Jacques. And they had an experimental episode called Nailed It Makers. And it was like a crafting edition. Totally cool. That's pretty awesome. I've only like three episodes into it, two episodes into it. I don't remember how many are actually in the season. but I like the crafting one, except that there's no Jacques and no Wes. But I like the idea of doing crafts. That's pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Emily, what about you? I watched Marvel's Ms. Maisel season two. Overall, I enjoyed it. Very good. Still, this, you know, really funny and engaging. And Zachary Levi is doing it for me, you guys. Because he's got, like, the fucking Shazam muscles. But, like, he's having to be, like, a stodgy Jewish doctor. So he keeps wearing a polo shirt. You can fucking tell. Those cute little short sleeve shirts. And he's bulging out of them. Um, it's so, he's so hot in this. Uh, and then that's why, but but I was really disappointed by the very end. And I wrote an article about it for our podcast, uh, Web website about my feelings on how this t- uh, season portrayed their like separation and possible divorce and i was not happy with how it ended but other than that i really enjoyed the season cool brian what about you nice um i uh, i'm reading a book right now on the making of stranger things or it's like a behind the scenes oh, kind okay. of production oriented book on stranger things sure. which has been 
very exciting and because I, I love that show and uh, it talks about going into the production design of it and um, how they you know captured that time period and the and the novelty of you know 80s pop culture so cool it's good and then I watched last night I watched uh, the Christmas episode The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix me too wasn't that great <laughs> it was so good oh my god it was I so good it. I was I like it. it was so like dark and crazy and like but like amazing mm-hmm. so I don't know show came out of nowhere but it's fantastic I love it so yeah. much I watched the pilot of A Million Little Things this morning because I want to see Nick Burkhart not be Nick Burkhart because I can't from remember. Grimm yeah <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the actor's real name right now, so uh, I just assumed that was his name. That's yeah. how much I watch. Well, that's how I'm always going to refer to him as his Burkhart, but whatever. Um, it is okay. It is about people having emotions uh, and people cheating on each other and being in your late 30s or early 40s, something like that. I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a little chance, but it really doesn't feel like it's going to be that amazing quite yet. Bummer. It, it does feel like it was made of like, this is us as popular. Let's do something similar. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that kind of happens. All right. I think it's time to talk Christmas movies. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> I, uh, I've never seen any. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be kind of like the drug dealer who doesn't do drugs. Like, I only make Christmas movies. I don't watch them. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chewy, you're going to be kind of in charge of this one. I guess I am. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'll I'll hand the uh, are you the, the judge? Yeah. All right. Because I came up with this idea. You oh, yeah. sure <laughs> did. And then you assigned the movies, didn't you? Well, we picked them. I helped her uh, pick the movies. And then we. Sorry, I put, was gonna put my phone down. <laughs> uh, and then we just did a rando generator, and yeah. So, uh, the movies on the table, thanks to Hulu was 12 Dates of Christmas, which I believe you have, John, or Brian, sorry. I rewatched it yesterday as well, too. Yeah. So. Uh, and then we have The Mistletones, which John has to defend. What, what? That's uh, a pretty great a title. A Cinderella Christmas. Yes. For Sam. My Santa for Very Emily. Exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> and Married by Christmas with Brian Dressel, oh, defending. yes. <laughs> All right, so... Emily, huh? You yes, go ma'am. first. Okay, tell uh, tell me. Time limit? Are we doing time limit? It's five minutes. Yes, ma'am. Tell me how my Santa is your favorite holiday movie. First of all, and where does it say to go? Start. Okay, first of all, it starts Samara Armstrong, who I just worked with on a Lifetime movie, and she is fucking great, and I love her, and she's an amazing crier, and she's awesome, <laughs> uh, and a delight to work with. Yeah. Um, okay, so. We're not, I've never sat in Santa's lap. Santa terrified me as a child. Uh, I still don't totally trust him. Uh, it's weird. Santa's weird. He's you have a thing for costume people. I don't. Anyway. I know, and I do <laughs> costumes. It's, anyway, I don't do Santa. I don't look like Santa. But this movie presented Santa as a young, reasonably attractive man who is non-threatening, and I appreciated that. And it made me, kind of, <laughs> made me like Santa a little bit more. Um, so this movie kind of helped heal heal the the terror i have of santa claus and uh so you know that's that's really important like i came out of this movie a better more well-adjusted person um psychologically that's important (laughs) um okay so chewy uh worked on it i saw her name come up and uh brian was in it hell yeah so already (laughs) 
<laughs> I, uh, I, I was down uh, checking my email at one point and I glanced back up at my TV and it was like, there was Brian. And I was like, oh, Brian. Um, front and center. And, and he's very tall and has a beard. So, um, all right. All true facts. So, uh, this kid, okay, so the story is about this uh, mom, uh, Samara Armstrong, who's got this kid who just all he wants is a fucking Christmas tree. Um, and, uh, but also there's a Santa and he's, he's, uh, his name is Chris. I presume his name is Chris Kringle. Um, and he basically, (laughs) he basically is Santa's son. So he goes out and becomes Santa Claus along with his assistant, Jerry from Parks and Rec. And, um, I know he's in it too. (laughs) And, uh, Jerry is the elf, I guess. Uh, and Chris is basically cosplaying his dad. And, um, which is kind of cool, I guess. Like, boy, talk about, you know, going into the family business. And that's good. That's wholesome and family-like, you know? And he uh, has kids sitting on his lap and, like, all the diversity, which is good because they were, like, very diverse children. Um, and got, and the kid, the kid, uh, Samara Armstrong's kid, whose name I forget, just wants, like, a Mike Maxim uh, or a Max Maxim or a Max Mikesum. I don't know. He wants a fucking action doll. So it's like Jingle All the Way, which is obviously everyone else's favorite Christmas movie. And um, obviously, and, uh, and then so that's why he wants this doll and a tree. And then the young Santa comes along and like he's running the tree lot. Also, that's his day job, night job, night job. And um, and then they get a tree from him. And then he shows up and everything's like, fuck Christmas. Like, she's not mom's like, I'm not, eh, because her husband left her at Christmas. Um, her much older, much balder husband. Ew. Left her, at, I know, left her at Christmas and broke her Hummel figurine and she's still not over it. And um, so years go by and she's still mad about Christmas. But here comes Chris, the Chris Kringle, Santa's son. And he restores her love of Christmas by baking cookies and giving her a Hummel figurine. And uh, teaching this family that lives in a really nice house but is also very poor um, how to enjoy Christmas as well because they're having hard times and they're really bummed out. And he fixes the turkey because it's very dry and and gross. And and I know. Basically, he brings magic into everyone's life. And in the end, Samara Armstrong decides to run off and marry him because she's falling in love with him. And they move to the North Pole, um, or at least that's where we're left. And uh, because she's decided not only is she falling in love with Santa Claus, despite the fact that there was a really fucking hot dude working at her work, but she was not into him, which is pretty nice (laughs) because it means like you don't automatically go for the hottest dude. You're going for the magical dude, which I appreciate Um, because he's basically like a Harry Potter character. So uh, she runs off to the North Pole to be with him. And um, it's all about magic. And Christmas is great. And uh, Santa Claus is approachable and likable. And Brian's in it and Chewie worked on it. And uh, and I enjoyed it. And I came out, like I said, thinking, hey, maybe Santa's not so scary. Um, you know, he might be okay. And I don't know if I'd marry him and move to North Pole because I feel like it's really cold there. I'd be like, can I just, you know, can we do a long distance thing? But, um, <laughs> but I appreciated that the mom, you know, got back her, her uh, good feelings about Christmas and she fell in love again, which she had not had love for a very long time. Uh, oh, she also has a quirky best friend, like you do. Um, and uh, the kid was okay. You know, kid actors can be annoying. This one was all right. He just really wanted that tree, and then he got that tree. Um, and there you go. That's that's. Uh, let's see if I made any other. I made any other good points. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Uh, my Christmas spirit is restored. This is, um... <laughs> oh, there's a lady. Oh, my God. There's an actor. There's a character named Gertrude. 
Every scene she is in, she is fucking acting her pants off. <laughs> like, she is just, it was amazing to watch. She was just like, I'm on camera. I'm going to fucking act oh. the shit out of this scene. And restart. There you go. That's. Well, all right. Now, everyone take down my Santa. As a Santa fetishist, I'm offended that Santa is not the hottest man in this movie or Santa Jr., whatever. <laughs> That's might, weird. Might be Santa like 3000 like, Jr. He's like, sit on my lap and I'll tell you you're naughty. Like, Santa's supposed to be hot. I'm not sure how I feel about Santa's supposed to be hot, but Daddy. <laughs> you didn't see it, but Sam just finger gun Father Christmas. Silver Fox, He's I guess, called is the right. Father Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Daddy Christmas. That's not Why don't you be my reindeer? That's not what a daddy fetish is. It's not like not father Not for you. Take me to kindergarten. <laughs> That's another Christmas movie airing this year. My, my Santa fetish, my Christmas Santa fetish. Yes. People would watch it. They probably would. Trust the me. prolific nature of porn and the prolific nature of made-for-TV family films. Well, there's exactly. that scene in Bad Santa where she's like, "Fuck me, Santa! Fuck me, Santa!" Yeah. That sorry. was not in your movie. That my was, <laughs> was wholesome. That's what I called it, my Santa. I, I have nothing bad to say about this movie because, well, I worked on it. I was the, I was the, uh, I was the UPM of that movie. I wasn't a producer on was it. But it I was... A, was it a pleasant work experience? Oh, I mean, yeah. you had great coworkers, clearly. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, it was nice, actually. Sam, the director, is really great, and the cast was really great. Um, and your amazing summary kind of brought back all these memories. Like, I forgot about that woman, actually, the crazy woman right. that worked at that newspaper office. We're supposed to be office. taking her down. Yeah. Does anyone have anything to take her down? Because it's the best movie mm-hmm. we're all just filled with holiday spirit yeah, everyone's right. just really happy about these movies i i would have to say my, my biggest complaint with it is i i feel is it that you're in it yeah there's one well, extra who just sucks like he just ruins the entire scene as soon as the camera's on him and he's sick. acting like he shouldn't have been in the <laughs> he's really got this like there wasn't enough people in the shot vibe to him yeah he's just awful I mean, it was just so jarring. It was distracting. I started thinking about movies and movie making in general. I don't yeah, want to think about that during Christmas. Totally ripped the movie to pieces. Um, I think the production design was rather lacking. I think it's just pure garbage. Mm. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy watching it with Chewie because she can point out everything. It's like, oh, I wish I'd done this different. And then she's like, oh, that blanket still looks good on camera. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one. I'm going to take it down for a second on my own. Is that there was one scene where it was we were all supposedly drinking like hot chocolate, and there's very clearly nothing anyway. Oh, there most definitely is hot chocolate. I I burned myself on it many times. (laughs) Well, it looks like it's empty. It's not. Okay, that's acting. This movie sucked at pretending to drink hot chocolate. There we go. That's the biggest problem with this movie. They don't know how to pretend to drink their real hot chocolate. I did have to start filling the cups lesser and lesser because we were taking the hot chocolate from Crafty, and they were running out. And uh, Matt would keep drinking the entirety of his hot chocolate every take. <laughs> it's like, dude, we have a limited supply. So yeah, there's problems with this movie. It is really weird that she chooses to move to the North Pole at the end. Like, it's a rapidly diminishing place. Because, like, the North Pole isn't a landmass. It's ice. So, mm-hmm. like, with global warming, I feel like maybe even Santa should consider relocating. And I don't appreciate the irresponsible environmental message. He's magical. <laughs> well, those <laughs> scenes were cut where they discussed that at length. <laughs> See? That's it's what I mean. It, it's too middle, too middle of the road. Take a stand. Save the North Pole. <laughs> that's the real Christmas Literally, magic. at the end of the movie, they're in the car, and he says, Mommy, where are we going? And she says, the North Pole. And you can't well, drive no, there. Was it, was it a zero-emission car, though? 
No. A zero emission car? So. No. You can't no, even drive there, though. You can drive a good chunk of the way, but yeah, clearly they're just taking too many logic gaps in this movie. Like, Maybe it just it's doesn't. Like a place where once you get there, like a magic, like a magic thing opens up, and then you go in, and it's like, oh, this is where the maybe right. maybe global warming is a hoax, and really it's just Santa trying to keep everybody from knowing that he's up there. Maybe it's I mean, a yes, if you're a conspiracy fairy. theorist, sure. Maybe it's like maybe it's the like Republicans a fairy with pulled by narwhal barges. Um, that makes me so happy. Global warming actually is a hoax, and it's just Santa saying, "Get off my lawn." Santa is getting old and crotchety. More problems with my Santa. Has crotchety Santa in it? It doesn't have crotchety Santa. We didn't see Santa. We saw Santa's son. We saw Santa's kid. Yeah. yeah. So well, I just have really to, but his well, genetics, okay. but yeah. his genetics weren't good enough to yeah. make him the hottest dude in the movie. Ugh. Well, see, Santa was spending so much time maintaining that global warming field that he couldn't pass off any of the, the beautiful genes to his son. Aww. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's he's true. still a good-looking dude. He's just not like the other dude is like a model. Yeah. Uh, other problems? Uh, yeah. Uh, ben Gavin, I believe, is the name of the actor. He's oh. very, very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most fun battle <laughs> Okay, time is up. Time to go in the next movie, and we'll go clockwise. So, Brian. Oh, wow. Okay. Tell me, how was 12 Dates of Christmas? Well, the best Christmas movie? I will say, because I've seen so many of these, and I've worked on so many of these, that sometimes when I'm. It's hard sometimes to jump Hold on, in. One second. Oh. Hold on. It just was just okay. It's going. It just disappeared. Okay, oh, perfect. Go. Okay, go. good. Um, and go. Um, because I've worked on so many of these that sometimes it's like, you know, I've seen every concept and every kind of like, oh, trip to the North Pole via this way or that way or this guy's really Santa and you know whatever. So, I have to say, I was really taken in by this movie. Um, I had only seen a little bit of it a couple years ago. Uh, it came out in two thousand eleven. Uh, it stars uh, Amy Smart and Mark Paul Gossler, you know, Zach Morris. Uh, and I have to say, it's really charming. And it has the um, Groundhog Day concept to it, which I have to say I've done myself in another Christmas movie <laughs> that we won't mention, um, which, by the way, is like a reoccurring concept. Well, time loops are a serious problem. In this world. Right, right. It seems to be like a reoccurring thing in movies now where it's almost like I feel like we're all entitled to our own Groundhog Day experience in reality, you know? Like, I was thinking a lot about that. Like, what if everybody was just able to do this at least one time in their life where they kept reliving this day over and over again? Um, lucky for her, she's, it's only, uh, it's because it's called the 12, you know, dates of Christmas. There's only 12 times she has to relive this day over until she gets it right. And thank God she got it right after the, you know, on the 12th date. Otherwise they would have to change the title of the movie. So, um, it was, uh, it was super charming. She has, so pretty much Amy Smart is this, uh, businesswoman. They're always a businesswoman who's addicted to her job and blah, 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 blah. And she, uh, is pining after her ex-boyfriend who uh, had left her and she's going to buy him this expensive sweater and it's all very exciting. And then she finds out that he's getting engaged to a high school, a former high school flame and she's crushed. And then she's supposed to go on this blind date with this guy who turns out to be Mark Paul Gossler, Zach Morris, which someone sent me on a date with Zach Morris. That'd be awesome. Like, <laughs> I, it, can't, it doesn't get better than a blind date situation than that. So she, she goes on the blind date um, it doesn't go well. And then throughout the course of the film, this kind of variation of the day uh, keeps going and going until she gets it right, till she moves on from that, that asshole, boy, excuse me, can I cuss on here? Yeah, swear that, you that want. really mean boyfriend <laughs> to the clear good guy. Um, 
Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I will say I teared up a little bit because there's stuff with their parents in there and there's stuff with, there, there's a really kind of dark portion where like Mark Paul Gosler's like ex-wife like died in a ladder fall or something, which I'm like, wow, they never put that kind of stuff in these movies because it's so sad. We don't talk enough about the danger of falling off ladders. <laughs> right. It's true. Um, and uh, it's it's um, touching and it kind of comes full circle. Um the way she keeps reliving the day over and over again is uh, she's at uh, the department store and she gets sprayed with perfume in the face and oh. she has like a allergic reaction, falls back. So every night at midnight, the when the clock turns, uh, strikes midnight, she wakes up again on the floor of the department store at Christmas. <clears throat> and she's... Uh, continually surprised by all the emotional investments and the character arc she takes and what she really finds attractive in men and how her relationship with her father uh, gets better and how her relationship with her best friend gets better. There's also a very nice old lady that lives next door to her that bakes her a cake. And like, you know, she's like, yes, that giving me this cake. Cause you know, she gets it every day. So she's like, you know, but then she finally invests in a relationship with this nice, uh, lonely old woman next door. And, uh, she learns to love again and love life. And um, her and uh, Zach Morris, you know, are become happy together. I'm trying, I'm sorry, I'm trying to slow yeah. <laughs> yeah, Another <laughs> minute. He's I Zach got another Morris. minute, okay. Name, you can duck out if you don't. No, no, no. I feel like it's, it's. Uh, I'm trying not to give away too much, but then I kind of got to give away too much. Spoil to, away. We spoil everything. And it's kind of, mm. now that I'm going back, I'm like, wow, this movie's kind of like really confusing because I'm thinking about all the different trajectories uh, because it's the same day over and over and over again, but then something wacky happens or something new or something, you know, unexpected. Um, but I have to say, and I mean this 100% legitimately, uh, that because I've seen so many of these and I've worked on so many of these, this movie was really good. Like it really, <laughs> it really like brought me in and usually I, uh, I'll tune out like right away if it's like not a concept I'm interested in or, or I just can't get into the talent or the, you know, design of it all because sometimes you can tell it's really you know, expensive or it's really cheap, you know, and, uh, or if it was really shot in winter or summer, this was shot in winter and it really took me in and the acting's really good. It's really solid. Um, and we leave on that solid note. All right. Stop. Dismiss. Okay. Now everyone, what is wrong with 12 dates of Christmas? She's complaining about getting too much cake. <laughs> yeah, what a rude lady! Yeah. It's a it's a strange complaint. Like, who has a problem with cake? And it looks like a good cake. So yeah, that's a. I guess your movie isn't that great. Well, I guess not. Well, no, I will say that one of her, you know, trajectories of her dates, you know, she eats eclairs and buys expensive things. I think she buys a Lamborghini at one point. She does. Yeah, it's like okay, well, you know. I, I watched all of these movies because I don't buy a Lambo off the lot. No, like, you, you, you don't just walk out with experience in this. No, but I watch a lot of car videos on YouTube because <laughs> I think cars are really pretty. And um, <laughs> it's one thing Will and I can agree on. <laughs> anyway, so like you can't, like the reason like dealerships exist for luxury cars is basically so you can go in and place an order to your specifications. And then you, it comes like three to six weeks later. 
from the factory delivered special for you. This so movie like, is inaccurate. Some bullshit. Inaccurate. I want the real Lamborghini buying experience, the anticipation. Well, it's a completely logical movie, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's I mean, scientifically perfume proven. Perfume is dangerous. <laughs> it is, it is. And do they address that, like what the deal is with the perfume, why it like knocked her out, how serious? They never go into Was that. The lady oh, she said she has low blood magic? sugar. Yeah, low, blood, oh, low blood sugar, she needs know. a cookie. So the, uh, so the Beatus yeah, gives okay. you time travel powers. Yes, right. I don't. I feel like that's discriminatory against people with the beaded. <laughs> or is it celebrating them? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a perk that you get, I guess. But I mean, the, the time displacement thing is actually a big concern uh, that I have. I worry about and that falling constantly. Off, falling off ladders. Ca- falling and... off ladders. Uh, maybe that's like. What second if falling off a ladder kicks off your Groundhog Day scenario? Uh... That would be the nightmare scenario. And I'm just wondering how they address that rip in the time and space thing, if at all. I wish there would have been a scene there also, where they talked about that. Right, you think he could relive that day over and over so again. Yeah. So Zach Morris has an ex-wife. A dead wife. A dead wife. I don't. I'm not trifling with widows. You know, in my romantic Christmas fantasy, Zach Morris, a lot. (laughs) In this movie, he's super charming and uh, and, like really sexy. But here's, I I have some actual things I can say about this one. Uh, This one, but Zach Morris, he pulls the ripcord so fast. Like as soon as something happens, he doesn't like about Amy Smart. He is gone right it's not just like oh well she said something like it's a blind date you're going to say something stupid at right. some point like that's just what happens and she says the one stupid thing and he's like flipping the table like i can't be with this person and storms right. up it's that's like all right calm flag. down that yeah that's that not table. who you want to end up with at the rom- end of your romantic uh, christmas movie right yeah not the guy who just couldn't like have any patience for any weird sort of thing she's going through thing a with the dog like how yeah. that guy he like ran runs like a hockey team for like homeless youth they believe homeless like boys or like it's like were they homeless or just like uh or like i I don't know i i think they lived at that i think i think you're right yeah i think they do disadvantaged kids yeah and there's like (laughs) (laughs) you don't really see their actual place where they live so but one of them has a dog and he runs away because zach morris won't let him keep the dog or whatever like that so yeah, that, and their plan would not work. Like, I I know it's a Christmas movie and happy, but the the plan is like we'll just get the dog inside the door and they'll never kick it out. <laughs> right. That's not how that works. Because <laughs> well, yeah, the dog has to go back out the door to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Right. So if the plan to get him in means he'll never leave, then okay, then you're having him shit in your house. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what they were worried about. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't like irresponsible pet owners, even if they are underprivileged youth that live at a hockey rink. <laughs> <laughs> So much wrong with this oh movie. <laughs> also, every time I see Mark Paul Gossler now, all I think of is the funnier die series Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> Where they go through every episode of Saved by the Bell and explain why Zach Morris is a raging sociopath. <laughs> so, I wish yeah. that we're mostly calling him Zach Morris and not by his name or his character name. It's so I, much I easier to say Zach Morris. I forgot that that was raised by the bell. It raised wasn't raised by the bell. Right it was saved by the bell. I just sure said, tell it. You don't get pregnancy brain as an excuse yeah. anymore. <laughs> I, whatever. I was never saved by the bell person, so. Clearly. I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, when I say I'd fuck him, I'd fuck him now. I'm talking about currently. Yeah, not, no, the, not the creepy 1990s one. one? He, he has a like, lumberjack yeah, beard. I don't want to fuck teenage Zach Morris. I want to fuck like adult was on pitch and had all his muscles and that beard Zach Morris yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> he is like admittedly a very good looking man yes, yes. and yeah. Amy Smart is great 
Why am I saying this? Yeah, you know what? I think she's really underrated. When I was watching this, I was like, she's really good. She's really like, you, you're taken in by her. And she's never... It's, Nine, it's I'm staring eight, at the last seven, few seconds and I need to get six. this out there. Your movie was you're really... You're taken in by her. It was really cry. boring. There's a great... Sounds really boring. It's like awesome. painfully boring and it should have been awesome. I kind of dozed off. <laughs> okay. There's nothing boring about ladders and time dilation. We are Jeez. done with 12 days of Christmas. It is now the 13th day. Good. Thank God. I've been and on, out. Was it 12 days of Christmas or 12, 12 dates? Dates. Dates. dates of Christmas. And on that 13th date day, we had Married by Christmas. All right, Brian. Get going. <laughs> that was hysterical to watch. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I was given the wonderful task of Married by Christmas. Uh, Married by Christmas, I, I should say in the beginning, I'm not a huge fan of this brand of Christmas movie. I can see their merit. I get why people like them. They're just not usually what I go for. Uh, so somehow the wheel of chance gave me the perfect movie for me because it kind of goes against a lot of the norms that these movies do it has characters that don't end up where you think they would uh it goes for plot lines you wouldn't expect and it just kind of does things a little bit different and because of that i was able to enjoy it like that much more um and it stars ava sharp from legends of tomorrow and i love her so seeing her in anything is just like all right i'm in so as soon as i saw her in the poster i knew i could get through the hour and 28 minutes because they all seem to be an hour and 28 minutes for some reason um but i knew i could do it pretty well um, so the story is essentially, uh, a man owns a company. His daughter wants to take over the company. It's like a food service company. Um, but the guy who, the person who actually owned it was his mom and she died. And in her will, she has unbelievably ironclad and they need to remind you constantly. This is ironclad out of the two daughters, whoever gets married first, their husband will now own the company. Because the mom was old school, or however they put it in there. And she only thought men could run the company, which is a huge problem. So as soon as the the main (laughs) character, Ava Sharp's sister, gets engaged and is going to be married at Christmas, uh, she realizes that that crunchy husband douchebag guy is going to own the company. And she needs to get married before then. So she starts to get on a hunt to go get married before Christmas so that she can own the company. And the first... Yeah, I mean, it, it works as a plot. Like, okay, I can get into this. And they constantly remind you, like, they have, well, our lawyer took a look at this, and it doesn't work. You have to get married. It's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> I, I could have been in there from the beginning, but it's fine. I, I appreciate that you really dotted those T's and checked those eyes. Um, so moving beyond that, the first guy that she decides that she's going to try to marry uh, out of two, really, um, is her high school sweetheart, who she tracks down because she hasn't spoke to him in forever tracks down finds him and he's still single and he's really sweet and really nice and she's like oh this could work we still get along with really- and he's gay uh so that won't work out uh so she has why okay sorry carry on that they they address it it's a in the way of he is very firm about his beliefs on marriage and if he's going to get married it has to be to the person that he loves and it's like okay i get it that's the kind of the wheelhouse that we're in love is like that important i get it um, the gay the gay character said that? The, yeah the gay character awesome. yeah so That's like great. I appreciated I that. that I thought that was pretty great um, and then moving beyond that so now the girl realizes that she has nobody to marry she only has about a week to do it um, and she's kind of getting along with the best man even though the best man was a total dick to her in the beginning of the movie again that's the type of movie we're in they were met in litigation and he came in being a lawyer and then that lawyer had to go against them so he was really rude and stood his ground so she thought he was a dick and it turns out no he's a nice guy he's just a lawyer and had to do his job so they start kind of getting along but not enough to get married so she realizes 
this isn't going to work. And that's where this movie goes against all the other sorts of things. Because usually in these types of movies, it would work out somehow. Maybe the sister would take the company and then give it to her as a Christmas present. Like, oh, Merry Christmas, here's your company. And no, she quits. She hands her sister a letter of uh, resignation and she's like, I'm out. I'm going to go start my own company. I'm going to go do my own thing. And the movie turns from this like, oh, we need to be a happy family and all work together into like an inspiring, I'm going to be my own person and not have to stay with the shackles of the family business and I can actually do my own thing. And I'm not married to this guy. We kissed once and we kind of are a couple, but not really. And she is her own person now. And I'm like, oh, this is not at all what I expected from a like free form, I think this one was, uh, Christmas movie. Like I thought it was all going to work out. She was going to get married to either the, the first guy or the second guy and somehow she's going to end up with the company and it's all going to work out peachy like it usually does. And it still ends happy. Everyone is in a good mood at the end of it, but it had that slight twist of like, oh, it didn't all work out. Like everything is positive, but it's more realistic in the way of like, but we didn't get everything we wanted. We're okay with what we have. And I thought that was really cool. Um, the movie is still fun and sweet and silly and all those sorts of things, but the actual message was far more serious. And that's why I thought if I'm going to get stuck with a Christmas movie, especially in this brand, I'm very fortunate for what I ended up with. And that's essentially all I have to say. All right. Are we done? Yeah. All right, guys. Let's find out why Married Before Christmas is no good. Married by Christmas. Thank Married you very by much. Success. Christmas. This is a me too era. I don't want to hear it. No, I'm kidding. I do appreciate the effort you made to make it sound like it's a feminist movie because you really worked <laughs> very hard at it. Emily's uh, not the judge, though. <laughs> this is not a... This is not... No. No. Fuck your downer Christmas movie. <laughs> Man, she could have married the lawyer that knew the case inside and out, and then they could have co-owned a business and like been rich. They could have grew- gotten That's together what Christmas and is all about. murdered the old lady who had these sexist ideals. And she was already, she's dead. already dead. She's oh, already dead. I wasn't That's the thing. Is like they didn't get a chance to murder her. They she beat him to the punch. Where's the fun in I'm that? I'm surprised no one fell off a ladder and died. <laughs> you know. Yeah, not quite that bleak. Just, just <laughs> a little bleak. Or, or it would have been fun if she tried to break up her sister's engagement. That's kind of where I thought it was going to go for a while. Like They kind of made the guy look like, oh, maybe he's an asshole and was just using his yeah. sister to get the company. So I was expecting that turn. That never happened. He was Probably. just kind of just kind of crunchy. And wanted I mean, to just sell what do you mean food. by crunchy? He's all about the vegan food and he doesn't want to sell meat anymore. And he just oh, like granola. So he's going to run the company in the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's oh, going to yeah. run oh, everything. Oh, great. So what then happens? she can start her new business and be open like, and take the... Yeah. Well, but then it's she's like, just letting her sister make bad decisions. Yeah, and it's, it's like the anti-frozen. I didn't want. I don't want to talk about the sister <laughs> very much because she sucks. All right, like, but the she's punishment awful. of like you're, admitting that parts of this movie are bad. Yeah, but like so the the one sister is getting rewarded because she got married to a man, and the second sister is getting punished because she doesn't get the company, so she has to start all over with what. <laughs> Like a brand new company from scratch, like that's super easy. So she has to do more you know? work. They're more super work. rich. It's pretty easy if you have an unlimited amount of money <laughs> starting a company. And it's Christmas. You and know? it's Christmas. It does. She, she spend have all this an money. unlimited amount of money if she has to quit her job. Also, they made it look like yes. She definitely will have no. Sure, problem, they so. made it look like that. But as we've seen in these movies, even poor people live in four bedroom houses. Besides, <laughs> like, it doesn't true. matter if they're rich or not. <laughs> the principle of the thing, like she's being punished for not having a heterosexual monogamous marriage. Boo. I can't argue with that. I will say in defense of of the the feminist aspect is that the majority of these movies, I don't think they get enough credit for it, is that they're predominantly, it's always a female character. It's always about a female character and her life and her choice. The guy is always secondary. So, and and one, I don't think it get, the, the genre gets enough credit for that, that it's always about the female. 
there's that, and then this one. I thought the reason I gave it the leg up was because it wasn't about her. They masked it in the way of it's about her ending up with somebody, and then by the end of the movie, it turns out that wasn't the important. I mean, at least she didn't marry some random dude. I still think like well, at the same time, it would have been kind of cool if she just married some dude who didn't give a shit. Just yeah. wanted some money, and then like he could have stayed home and watched TV while she ran off and ran the company. I kind of would have liked to see that. <laughs> I mean, too. that's the dream scenario yeah. everyone yeah. wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think that upending the illusion that marriage is for love and like making yeah. a marriage a business partnership is really smart, especially if she does end up with like six boyfriends and a girlfriend or something. But sure. like, you know, this movie didn't have the balls to go there. Yeah, your movie has no balls. It it, it is in the wheelhouse of where these movies exist, so it only could have. So I mean, many balls. Freeform is the progre- <laughs> the, is the most progressive of these channels. And sure. balls should generally be freeform, like on the channel. <laughs> but it seems like they're a little restrained. Well, it's interesting to see how different it is from like the networks differ in their what they want and what they prefer. Oh yeah, and what they don't allow. You know. Also, it's... that contract. Who was a lawyer? Is it like a rent a center lawyer? My God. <laughs> no, that <laughs> lawyer was the best lawyer of all time because that should be the most easily broken will. <laughs> Ever and no one could do it. Whoever drafted that will was a genius. I'm assuming it was Santa. Or was everyone an idiot? (laughs) (laughs) Or was Santa's son? Or Santa's son, sure. He knows everything about clauses and how to make sure no one can get around him. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Oh boy. (laughs) That's got an idea for a new movie. That, that, that did it. I, yeah, I got nothing after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm spent. Sorry. I'm supposed to be impartial, but was, that was a good movie. Was the guy hot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They both were. Both the, the, well, the, yeah, the gay guy. Hot, and, but like, I don't no, no, no. I meant the, the gay guy and the the lawyer. They were both very attractive men. See, that's great. That By the way, I just want to bring this up again, too. That's yeah. awesome because yeah. we've had supporting characters that were gay in some of our uh, Lifetime movies, but mm-hmm. I know other networks that necessarily wouldn't happen. So I think that's sure. great. Yeah. I will say there was no Santa in your movie and there's no Santa in your movie. I just said he wrote the, the contract. Oh, Santa wrote the No, you're mm. making that up. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I mean, think it makes no sense. Santa in your as movie. Chewie just said, he knew all about the clauses. So I think no, we're pretty God. good. No, there was no as, Santa as, as far as a bit goes, that kills. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't see it. There's no magic. There's no magic in your movie. There was only Santa's son in your movie. Yes, but there was magic. And he was going to grow up to be Santa. I guess when he killed his dad off. I don't know how that works. <laughs> his dad had to fall off a roof. <laughs> Everything is so upsetting Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> And we're done. I'm actually getting more upset about these movies okay. now. <laughs> All right, guys. Sorry, I'm not sure if we got married yeah. by Christmas. <laughs> just the movie. I'm like, but <laughs> we definitely need to sing some new song. And <sighs> it might need to be the Mistletones. Oh. And they are the so, people for the job. Now she's on a roll, guys. Yeah. All right, John. Tell us about your tones. All right. Well, <laughs> let's talk about... Uh, how one person learned to appreciate Christmas, and that person being me. Uh, me going to this movie it was a pretty, you know, heart of stone, and you know, angry at the world, and you know, largely depressed. And uh, I didn't know that the power, the healing power of music, uh, specifically Christmas music, and just if it's sung by relatively hot people and a synchronized routine, just how magical overall that can be. Um, and that's kind of the plot. Um, Tia Maori from Sister Sister, a dope ass show. Uh, she wants to be a part of the um, the uh, Snow Bells, and they don't let her in because it's like, hey, you're not good enough. Except she outclasses everybody by a billion. Anyway, so she starts her own group and uh, finds people from work and uh, even uh, blackmailing her boss, which is you know a very honorable thing to do in the Christmas season. Is <laughs> blackmail your boss to get you to uh, have him teach you how to sing in what I think is probably the best training montage in any movie I've ever seen, where there's a clear progression between unskilled, well, 
uh, raw talent but unskilled to like really rock in it. And I think it's a great progression and the way they master the song in with it and you know as the song goes through its various movements and verses it they and, you know they get better. It's a very well constructed musical in that regard and the mus the songs really push the plot forward and um, and also and so I, I wrote some notes while doing this because by the very end there was there's was, there was feeling there was heart there was I mean uh, Reginald Vell Johnson was in there talking about her mom who sang to her at the Christmas like the mall and just it was a real moment and I teared up a little bit because it was like I was, my heart had been thawed by all the singing that was just coming my way. I was just like, <laughs> I can't be so jaded anymore. I got to really appreciate, you know, the power of music and magic at Christmas. And then they saw the picture and then they sang the song. And it was just, mm, chef's kiss, Christmas chef's kiss. Um, so, yeah, the stakes really good, like really big. Like singing at a mall on Christmas Eve, no joke. There's a lot of pressure. A lot of people who don't care about Christmas, who don't believe in the magic. And you really got to get through them. Um... And, you know, this movie is able to have a villain and that they can overcome, and that's, you know, capitalism and workaholism. And just being able to turn that bot, like, change the boss's ways to, from being a corporate shill who just overworks to being, you know, singing on a stage, rocking out at karaoke and just forgiving, forgetting, like, forgoing that lifestyle. Very, very good. Um, some funny moments, some things that really kind of warmed me uh, in terms of just humor I like. Uh, the coworker Larry, uh, he wouldn't know where the keyboard was to save his life and I think that's endearing there's a scene where they're trying to act busy and he's just typing on his notebook next to the keyboard next to the computer and I don't think I've laughed as hard you know in this year 2018 of our lord <laughs> as that moment where he is just typing away on the keyboard and like he's also filing like doing fake filing in a filing cabinet which again just I had to be careful because it's like you know midnight you know, like you know kids are in bed family's in bed I gotta I can't laugh so loud you gotta be very careful about that shit um, and you know, we got, a, we got, a, uh, the coworker falling in love with the HR person who likes video games. It's a very interesting twist, a very, uh, fun twist on the formula of HR people being boring, stodgy people with no personality, turning around, making her a video game nerd and making the coworker fall in love. And I ship them quite a bit. They're two very attractive people who can, uh, smash their controllers at each other all night as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's see. Uh, the antagonist is fun. Um, poor dog. I mean, she'd never put that thing down. I... But I mean, when you love a dog so much, it, Tori I mean, Spelling, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. When you, you when you, I, I wait. Tori, Tori Spelling, Spelling is, is a dog. She has a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's in this as the villain. She's the villain, and like, in a dog she, how dare okay, they? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I um, thought it was interesting you hadn't mentioned Tori Spelling yet. You've mentioned her character, Brian. Yeah, I'm stop. I'll stop. <laughs> but I mean, she never put the dog down, and I understand that feeling for pets that people have, and that's just like. It's good to be, you know, affectionate to things. Like I've learned a lot about affection and singing and all that. Um, man, it's just really hard to be a cynical bastard when I watch this movie. So much, <laughs> so much mirth and, you know, the way they come up with the, the the band name, which is in the title, which that synergy is just so hot, <laughs> it melts the snow of anyone's heart. I seriously, seriously love what this movie did to me in 2018. <laughs> the end. All right. Well, if you're done. <laughs> All right, everyone, take these tones down. Tell me how they're out of tune. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. There's more movie on the table has people of color in it. <laughs> I forgot I know, to mention that's that. That's not a criticism. Man. That's just like, oh, look, people of color in a Christmas yeah. movie. <laughs> this one was... I loved all these movies, of course. This one was uh, This was the toughest to get through, I would say. Um, and it was mostly because I think the movie fundamentally doesn't work 
when you point out that the main character's mom started the snowbells and then the snowbells won't let her in the band. For oh, some reason, takeover, yo. it just, it right. never worked for me. They never explained like, wait, don't I kind of own this group? They right. never even bring it up. They just kind of just keep. She's a legacy. Yeah. They yeah. just keep moving past it. Like, no, we're just not going to mention it. Like, but, but I feel like this would work. And then the other major flaw with this movie is as a former Christmas mall singer, this guy right here, this movie's bullshit. Nobody shows up for this stuff. You're singing to a crowd of like 10 people who are annoyed that there's Was a... Was it deeply triggering for you to watch Oh this? my God. Just flashbacks of forgetting the words to you're the mean one, Mr. Grinch in front of like 20 people. Because that's all that show up for these Christmas things. And it's just like, you know what? That's what I expected. I expected that Christmas crowd of everybody who wants to be there. It's Christmas Eve, and it's my parents and my neighbors, and then my other friends' parents, and maybe a neighbor. Nobody shows up. Nobody goes out into the street to dance. This movie, it just, it no, it just upset me. I mean, if they're, me watching this, if they're me watching this movie, then yes, <laughs> they do. They show up because their hearts are so warmed. I'm disappointed because I thought for a second that Tori Spelling was playing a dog. And I feel kind of like I did when I found out that that one lady didn't want 12 days of cake. Um, Really disappointing. Tori Spelling should also never be a villain. She is a treasure. And I also resent Christmas movies with small dogs because everyone knows Christmas is a big dog holiday. I disagree. Whoa. Oh. Like winter dogs. There's room hold for on, two different on. There, kinds of dogs. There's a song sure. for this. Little All I want for have... Christmas is two dogs. One of each <laughs> sing it very well. Like, big dogs get the shaft in romantic comedies all the time because you always want a girl to have like a cute little friend that she can take places with her. But Christmas is the one time of the year the big dogs come out in the snow. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. More problems with this movie. I know. It's, it's just... rough. Like, obviously, you know. Although I will say this. Toy Spelling is a pretty good villain. I agree. National Treasure, of course. But obviously, when she's such a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> but she legitimately played a despisable villain. Despicable. Sure. If you want no, to use proper English. Yeah. yeah, no. She's evil. Like, that's yeah, Despise- super villain, yeah. I'm going to go with despisable, though. Despisable me three. Yeah. <laughs> the knockoff version. With little blue that's the, pills. That's the that's asylum perfect. version. Yeah, the asylum is despisable me. Despisable me. <laughs> I just did a movie with Tia Mowry, and it was much better than that one. That's all I'm going to say. And we did a movie with Reginald L. Johnson, too. A couple oh, of nice. Well. They're yeah. so charismatic on screen. Her yeah. smile, like... Everyone's so happy. God, it just <laughs> makes me feel so warm. But Christmas music is really annoying to listen to. So how if you, you have really... no soul, yes, I'm. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, if you've ever worked in a like a place where you're paid by the hour and have to hear it piped in for the entire month of November See, and December, it's really. I funny. have for years, and I still like listening oh. to Christmas music. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. Like it's I like... want to stab Sleigh Ride and like Winter Wonderland right in the face because I could. There's eight hundred thousand versions of both. Sure, of those but you songs, know what? And I'm like, I am fucking over it. They don't play Baby It's Cold Outside, and that's just a million points in their favor. That song is a treasure. Uh, like, I'm kidding. Oh God, I can't. She's, she's judging. Uh, she's page about that. Oh, my God. Fascinating, by that, the way. That blew up to be its own thing. That thread is that an was amazing You intentionally set shit off, though. Oh, my God. I would God. just like to note that this movie is so boring. We've actively talked about several others. So I'm just <laughs> tearing it down. Magic's not boring, people. Your but arts are boring. Honestly, that was my biggest thing. It was like after watching all of them, this was the only one that if I came back on, and somebody had on TV, I'd go read a book somewhere else. Any Ooh, other movie on the table, gosh. I would still watch. Oh, someone's heart needs to grow three it. sizes. Yeah, but it's not very good. Like it's oh. like it's just kind of okay covers of Christmas songs. Like and it's 
That was kind of my thing. I was like, You're I missing I, the choreography, man. What choreography? Like, yes, the the snowbells did have choreography. I'll give you that one. But the the mistletones kind of didn't. They just kind of did. The snowbells wear really pretty dresses because that sounds like if you're a bell, you should have pretty dresses. Well, the snowbells did. Uh, the okay. mistletones wore a very respectable getup for their their play. <laughs> okay. It sounds like the mistletones are just subpar in every way, and this movie shouldn't exist. <laughs> it should be called the snowbells because yeah. that's clearly where the talent lies. And they're just talking about not letting. Just because someone's mom had talent doesn't mean they have talent. I feel like the Snowbells had a point. <laughs> also, also, I will say, like, if they name themselves the Snowbells and the Mistletones, do they just only perform around Christmas time? Yeah, like you do. Like they don't. Like you do. They don't exist. Christmas any and we're done. That tone has been heard. <laughs> oh no, that one's not as good. I know. Your I'm transitions trying. are treasures. All right. <laughs> Well, we gotta go. We gotta go with a classic now, guys. This is a tone we've always heard, actually, a lot. And they redo it. It's always remade. And this is another remake. A Cinderella Christmas. <laughs> a long road to get there. Yeah. It's a long road. I mean, guess Cinderella has a long road to travel. She's got a lot of houses to clean. Guess he slipped on that one. <laughs> All right. Tell us about A Cinderella Christmas. Oh, my God. So I really love Cinderella stories. And I genuinely loved this movie. Because I love Christmas movies, too. <laughs> And this combined them so well. It was like a genuinely good example of a Cinderella story. Um, This girl, Angie, works... um, Her parents died and her uncle took her in. And so she works with her uncle and her cousin at his event planning business. And she has helped to grow it from just a catering company into like hosting the like jingle ball event of the season in their community. And it's a big deal. It's a big commission. Except that her cousin takes all the credit because her cousin is lazy and jealous. Um, But she never like... In true Cinderella fashion, she never, like, points out her cousin's shortcomings. She's like, oh, she, she believes she'll get better. And they're throwing this snowball, and this guy, Nicholas, excuse me, he um, he's the one hosting it. He's a super rich bachelor, and he can take over his company from his mom and dad. His dad's dead. He can take over their company once he's married. And he's been doing all these initiatives and working really hard, but all he's ever known as is, like, kind of a bachelor. Because, of course, he's, like, dating pretty frequently. No one's ever good enough. And he's, like, really handsome, so everyone's always taking his picture. (laughs) He's, like, really handsome. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, through a mix-up with a stocking game at this jingle ball party that he's throwing, um, Angie, who... Took, the Chris Masquerade. Uh, the Chris Masquerade, yes, which is a terrible name. <laughs> no. It's so hard to say, but I love that they tried. Um, so at this Chris Masquerade, um, so Angie takes over Candace's. Candace gets an invite to the ball because he thinks she's such a great party planner. This is a cousin, and through a, you know through an allergic reaction from a facial, Angie ends up getting to go to the ball because it is a masquerade. He doesn't realize it's her. They connect. She doesn't realize it's him. And they really have, like, a great intimate moment. And she disappears. And he, he loses her at midnight in typical Cinderella fashion. And they've got items in their stocking that, like, tell personal things about them. Anyway, so he goes on a mission then to find this woman. He says he's going to marry her when he finds her. And, like, yeah, that's a little extreme. But I think this guy's been searching for so long. He's He's met enough... He's met enough of what he doesn't want that now he knows what he wants, and it's this girl. And, of course, like, hijinks ensue. He thinks that it's the cousin because Angie says, or because Candace, the evil cousin, she says, you can take over the catering business if you let me marry this guy, if you help me keep up this charade. And Angie's like, 
I mean, it does get her off my back and, and she wants to be a business owner. You know, she's trying to work this out with her cousin and her uncle. So she agrees. And of course, in the process of planning their Christmas wedding, she and Nicholas can't, they can't deny their chemistry. And it all comes, you know, it all comes to a head. They all, everybody has to tell the truth. And what's really special, like what really made this movie different, because obviously it's very contrived to fit a Cinderella story into a modern day paradigm. What was really special about it is at the end, everyone had to fess up to the fact that they were all kind of dishonest with one another. And there's these really great apology scenes where everyone's like, I'm really sorry. Like I was doing what I thought was right in the moment or I, you know, I let my ambition get the better of me and, you know, hurt a bunch of people in the process. Even the uncle apologizes for kind of accidentally inadvertently pitting his niece, his daughter and his niece against one another. And the evil cousin she actually sincerely apologizes. She tries to make amends. Everyone like has a real come to Jesus moment in which like kind of the general, the qualms many people have with Cinderella stories are addressed, are addressed in like a real world and sincere way. It's like really emotionally nuanced and mature. And that's kind of what set it apart for me. Like all the acting was really good quality. All the characters are really charming. The the chemistry was actually like palpable between Angie Angie and Nick. Um, the girl from Facts of Life was the fairy godmother slash dress designer, and she had purple hair and was so cute. And <laughs> I'm just a sucker for these movies. I loved it, and I loved the kind of the ending that was not as cut and dry as you'd expect. They still ended up together, but everyone had to like actually kind of face their the contrivances and the dishonesty and the machinations, and and it was lovely. And she still got her, her event planning business at the end because everyone was really excited that she kind of had her own ambition and money. And they financed it for her. So, like, it was great. I think that's all I've got. It was just, like, a really lovely movie. I feel like your Aww. movie is the very nice version of my movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's, right. like, the it was very corporation nice. stuff in there. Yeah. All right, time, take her down. Take down Cinderella. I had to get that in before I had to start Rip her clothes off. <laughs> That's horrible. No one would do that in this um, wholesome film. Other than, <laughs> other than it being called The Christmas Masquerade? Yeah. Which is stupid. Um, <laughs> what, how was it? Was it a Christmas movie? Yeah. Yeah. It, it all, like, he wanted to get married at, at Christmas time. It was uh, a Christmas wedding. Like I said, very similar to my movie okay, in that uh, regard. Yeah. Except mine is just mean. And There's neither of your movies matter. have any magic in them. The magic of true no, love. All right. No uh, magic. No <laughs> but there magic. also are no precocious children. Christmas movies like have precocious children. That's a thing. <laughs> you just kind of expect them at some point. <laughs> yeah. I think yours was the uh, only one that did. Yeah, that's why huh. mine is yeah. and Santa and Magic. I'm just saying. Anyway, we're talking about your movie right now. Mine had the hottest man. Um, he was a good-looking guy. I, Zach I'll, I'll give Morris. You that. His movie had Zach Morris in yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. mine had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <they were. laughs> uh, no, the the thing is, like, I while watching yours, I'm like, this one's actually not. Bad. Like it's legitimately not a terrible movie, but I think they made the stepsister, if you will, or the evil cousin, they made her way too evil. Like they made her so annoyingly evil that whenever she was on screen, it's like, holy crap, how does anyone want to be around her? Even the guy who thinks that, like, oh, I guess she was really cool at the party, but now she sucks. <laughs> like they just they didn't they made her so far like no one would be able to stand being in her presence that I it just it kind of disrupted the magic a little bit of like no she should be at least somewhat cool and like they try to play games with it with like the 
like uh, Angie tr- speaking in her ear to try to like, this is what I would say in this situation, but she fucked it up every time. So like she'd say, say this really sweet thing. And then she'd say something kind of close, but dumb. So like, I just never bought that he would believe that she was the same girl from the party. And they keep trying to make you believe it. And it just, it took to, like, it made me think the main guy was just an idiot. I mean, maybe that's what it was. Well, like, I mean, he did decide to marry a woman after meeting her and what, dancing with her once. I mean, for God's sake. Don't yeah, do that. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> a really nice, intimate conversation. Oh, well, then you know. should definitely get married and not, you know, maybe <laughs> ask her on a date first. No, ask her to marry you via YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this your movie did have Lucy DeVito in it, and I love Lucy DeVito. Yes. <laughs> She was the quirky best It's a friend. cute movie. I oh, like there's it. always I like a quirky it. best yeah, it's, it's very, I, I think it's very, like, it's cute, especially when it comes to these sorts of movies. It does a lot of things well, but for me, it just, it keeps coming down to the the evil stepsister. Like, with the time of the movie when they're trying to redeem her, I'm like, no, 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 no redemption. You sucked. Like, you were just awful to be around. I mean, kudos to the actress. She did a great job. Like, great job being just completely unlikable. But it, they made her so unlikable, it kind of ruined the movie for me. Like, it ruined the parts that I was, ex- like, that I would be excited about. So there's there's a whole scene where everyone's just apologizing. It's no, like it's, three scenes back it's to like back. Three scenes, oh god! And it's not quite that like morose. It's just you know the tying up loose ends and hey we're getting married and blah blah blah. You know yeah. the redemption yeah. moment. If we don't apologize, then these relationships do not make sense because yeah. we've been doing nothing but lying I'm to each other like the whole movie. A lot of David Tennant just coming up and be like, I'm so so sorry, so so mm. sorry, so so sorry. It was that cute. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when David Tennant said, I'm so, so sorry, it wasn't cute. It was devastating. Yeah, yeah he had right. very good reasons to be saying I'm sorry. But I mean, David Tennant himself is just very cute. He's very true. Here, yeah. uh, He's not in any of these movies. More is the pity. Yeah, they all would have been a little better with a little David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Everything I'll have to see is. if there is one online. <laughs> well, he's just got a Christmas one. episodes of Doctor Who. He does have that going yeah. for him. Uh, trying to think what else I didn't like. Really, that was the biggest sticking point for me was the, the stepsister. Um, and the masks looked awful. The masks from the masquerade, like <laughs> were they Christmas themed masks? They were yes. winter themed. Okay. Yeah. They weren't they're Christmas. about as good as the title yeah. of the masquerade. Yeah, I'll interject as a art person. Those are all the cheap masks available on mass on Amazon.com because <laughs> I have looked at them for other reasons, but and they did not try hard. Even with even with knowing that, they put her in the worst mask possible. Like it covers up. Not just like her face, which is important for a masquerade, but it covers up her eyes. And it's like, this is an actor. Like, I get it, like, if this was an actual party. But She's an actor, not Daredevil. Yeah, we want to see her eyes. Like, we want, like, that's important. I feel like for your lead, you would maybe make a mask just for that. I mean, get the cheap mask for everybody else, but, like, go to Joanne's, buy one of the blank masks, make it pretty, and use that, like, because it's your lead. Yeah. Don't, and, don't cheap out on that. And it just, it, it just didn't look good on her. And, like, it, it was unfortunate. Yeah. Just unfortunate parts in this. I mean, I did kind of like it, though, because, like, you can tell a lot. You can usually identify a person from their eyes. And I think in this yeah. way, it was like... DC Comics begs to differ. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> so to tell her how I want it. Yeah. 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 Done. <laughs> and that Cinderella tale is also done. We finished another Cinderella tale. All right, guys. Well... We have five Christmas movies. Five Christmas five. movies. Again, it started out with My Santa, mm-hmm. 12 Dates of Christmas, Married by Christmas, The Mistletones, and A Cinderella Christmas. All right. <laughs> you all did a pretty good job defending your movies. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, but there were a couple key words that you need in a Christmas movie. 
Christmas spirit and magic and wonder and how it affected you emotionally. And really, the only people on the table that did that was Emily and John. Whoa. So who wins? Well, it's actually tough. uh, Because you guys both did a pretty good job defending your movie. Uh, The takedown, actually, Sam was doing really well, but your takedown was pretty harsh. Like, you didn't really have any more ways to defend it. Uh, Brian, you seem to enjoy your movie, but you weren't super invested in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you definitely got some stuff out of your film, and you really tried hard with the messages in this film. (laughs) It was either that or pretend it was an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been weird. (laughs) But really, there was no Christmas spirit in your movie. No, it's kind of a mean movie. is also just not very Christmassy. It's no. all incidental. Yeah. Uh, so I was well, a little disappointed. With this, with this, with this no. help, um, I've learned a lot about Christmas this past week. <laughs> and I would like to <laughs> gift the win to Emily. But John, you've never won. I was going to give it to you. Oh. <laughs> what? I was rooting for you. Oh, you did a really good you job. Sold your, you sold your uh, you bucket did. so I could play instruments. I really appreciate. Capitalist hellscape. <laughs> I really appreciate <laughs> that you guys are in the job, Christmas I spirit. You struggle a lot these, these movies. You nailed it today. Yes, John, <laughs> of all your battles, I think you defended your movie of some of the best you've done on thank this you, film. Thank you, thank uh, you. But... With the key words and the inability to really take her down very much, uh, Emily does win. Because she talked about all the right things. Like, it gave her Christmas spirit. She had a hot guy. Really, the only thing that reta- you didn't ever mention that it was a Lawrence brother. That's really the one. Who? The bi- what? <laughs> yeah, Lawrence. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That changes everything. It is. It's the Santa the, is Matt it, Lawrence. It's, it's, it's I don't the, know who that is. Johnny uh, Lawrence is the uh, 90s. Uh, He's the hot Fire? one of the Lawrence brothers. I don't know who oh that is. Oh my god, I would never have even tried to take this down if I had Robin Williams' son and Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, oh yeah, right. I had no idea. No uh, idea, guys. Oh, that was the only that? big problem about Heather Heather Armstrong. I didn't know this other dude was in Sorry, but since since you said that this movie like really affected you on an emotional level of how you feel towards Christmas and how magical and whimsical you felt while you watched it, you win. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The only time my parents ever tried to take me to see Santa Claus, it was in the mall, and I screamed and cried and refused to sit on his lap, and so they never tried again. Having just done this, that is a very common response from me. Corn was really cool, but. It yeah. speaks to the quality of a Lawrence brother that even though you didn't have the nostalgia of the 90s on your side, you still liked him. I liked him. Yeah. He made, like, the turkey better, and yeah. he made cookies. Yeah. You know? yeah. I do wish he didn't chug so much goddamn hot chocolate, but Dang that's it. a personal <laughs> issue. Matt <so>. Lawrence. <laughs> I love that Matt Lawrence just loves hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> like, that just makes him even more wholesome that is- and delightful. <laughs> So I feel wholesome. like we're all winners because yeah. you know, we, yeah. we worked on it. Yeah. So we're all winners. Yeah, here, I still feel you know? a little victory. I'm glad you, such a fun you picked battle, that movie, though. Chewie. That's all I'm going to say right one. now. I really wasn't expecting my Santa to win, but... I would have loved to have worked on all of these movies. I've never worked in a Christmas movie. It sounds delightful. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to intern or do you want to come out? <laughs> She's a script, script supervisor. supervisor. Oh, you are? Oh, my God. Actually, yeah. Let me get your information. <laughs> <laughs> you this travel. is the Christmas magic. <laughs> uh, 
so with that, uh, let's do a quick round of plugs and then we can get out of this. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. As always, listen to Venture Bros, a Venture Brothers podcast. Uh, we Today, if you have not already listened to it, our Christmas episode is out. So download our Christmas episode. And then tune in not next week because we are all going on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, but coming up, we will start finishing season three. But I will say after this episode, we are taking a break till mid-January. So sorry, guys. But Boom. that's mm, what happens. The holidays get the holidays. in the way. People want to meet her baby and stuff. They really do. Yeah, yeah forget ever being uh, important to anybody else now. Not you, baby. Yeah, we're second fiddle. I'm yep. so okay with second that. Third. It puts a lot of pressure off of you, yes. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm into that. Any other plugs? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I Every Tuesday, well, actually, I'm on hiatus as well, I guess, at this point. Um, on Tuesdays, you can listen to Samwise, an advice podcast in which I answer people's questions using the Lord of the Rings extended editions and their special features. Um, if you're listening to this now, I'll be prepping my special episode post-Christmas because I'm in New Zealand, hopefully at, like, Rivendell. Um <laughs> So that's cool. But it's it's great fun. You should check it out. And if you want to submit a question, sam.wise.ath at gmail.com or 608-561-2755. What you should do is take the recorder with you and just start uh, giving people advice at those locations. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, Not no. a bad idea. <laughs> um, I'm going to hype one more time. Michael and Michael are gay, which is a web series I worked on, and it is delightful. Oh my god, um, I know Michael Rock. Yeah, yeah, I love them. They were, they're they're awesome. amazing, and their web series is fucking glorious. And I think by now, by the time this comes out, episode four will probably have dropped, and that is Naked Party. Um, nice. And uh, I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what happens. Is there's a bunch of just hot. <laughs> they're both yeah. in great shape. So yeah, they're both in <laughs> yeah. amazing shape. Yeah, that like is they're... a joke that frequently happens uh, because it's like you guys don't look like you should look like this. Um, right. They both look really <laughs> nebishy in the face, and then they have these ridiculous bodies. Um, and uh, but it's a delightful show, and there've been uh, there are four episodes, so uh, I highly recommend it. Cool. And Brian, what do you have to plug? Oh my gosh. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas movies playing right now this year. So <laughs> by the time this airs, they'll still be rerunning. Uh, Jingle Bell and Lifetime, My Christmas in a Lifetime, starring Tia Mowry. Um, Christmas Made to Order on Hallmark and Christmas Wonderland on Hallmark. And on Ion, A Christmas in Royal Fashion and A Wedding for Christmas. Those are all Woo! the movies we did this year. Woo! <laughs> the first yeah, we did this year. amazing. Gosh, you were busy. <laughs> <laughs> the rest are thrillers and horror films, but those are the six Christmas movies. So if you it. want to catch them out. I look forward to watching some of them with my family. Uh, okay. We will definitely yeah. watch some with her family. Yeah. And then some of the I ones from previous years, I'm sure, will. these things yeah. are going to outlast all of us. <laughs> <laughs> run till the end of time. You might die, but a Christmas movie is forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, true. Chewy, anything to plug? Uh, just keep watching Superstore, guys. We are getting some amazing articles written up about our cast and our writers and such. Particularly a one on Vulture right now about how... Amy and Dina's characters are breaking boundaries of women on screen. So Ooh. check that article out and just keep watching our show. It's a good show. Thank you. Uh, Superstore. Oh, plug the website. Oh, yeah. Uh, be sure to check out ATHpod.com where you can find literally everything but the things Brian and Chewy just said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have new articles coming out. We have our new uh, featured writer, Matt Dykes, who's been writing for us for a while now, but now is just officially doing it. Um, and Thank then, God, because that was getting tough to just constantly be producing content, and he's yeah. taken the, the weight <laughs> off of that. Yeah, he writes like a madman. Um, and some really, really cool stuff. Uh, today, his article is alternate Christmas movies, yeah. um, which is a very interesting article. I highly recommend everybody check it out. What does that mean? Uh, you'd have to read the article. Oh. 
I don't want to spoil anything. No, Matt says I just want to know what an alternate Christmas movie means. Um, I haven't read the article yet, so I have okay. no idea. Uh, that There's a Christmas scene in a movie, yeah. and that that's yeah, all. I think like, that's is it what Die Hard, or is it right. like? Yeah. I think so that's what it is. Look back at Shane Black's filmography. Yeah, <laughs> I'm um, I honestly don't remember what it is. I he told me what it was, and then I didn't read oh, it. So right. this is all just getting chopped out. I'm just gonna oh, say, right. read Copy the article. Um, and then yeah, I think uh, it's still Mondays and or Wednesdays and Fridays. Wednesdays and Fridays. Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, sure, right. check it out. Thanks for checking us out on Christmas Day, guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you for taking a break from your family if you did, and if not, yeah. thank you for listening to us. We after gave you a good Christmas. escapism, hopefully. Yeah, this hopefully. was really fun. Yeah, this was, was a good one. This was a great idea, Chewy. You're yeah. all even see. if I didn't enjoy all the movies as much as everyone else did, <laughs> I still enjoyed them. So that's, good. that's all that matters. Yes, I win. That's the you definition of this. You win. Yeah. You win. The yeah. audience wins, and we, we all, all kind of win. Everybody. Yeah, wins. this was the best battle. Christmas. Okay, thank you, Brian, for coming out. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.